0: You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship.
1: Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that when activated spark magic, healing, and rebirth.
0: The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world.
1: We believe that if every woman unlocks the yoni codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April.
0: I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together.
1: Yeah, let's dive. Should we dive right in? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's just dive in, because I was thinking
0: it could be really interesting for... You listeners, to think about for yourself your either a birth or a rebirth experience that you went through. So, a big change or transformation that you went through. Having a baby is a big transformation, but also changing jobs or going, you know, entering into a new relationship. These are all big things that happen. Or ending a relationship. Or ending a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like any big major life thing. And we also have little mini. Rebirths along the way as well, but like just tuning back into those, uh, you know, a prominent one for you and tapping into how you felt emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally like, just see if you can really tap back into that space because something happens to us when we are on the brink of massive change and today we wanted to talk about the veil thinning and we wanted to talk a little bit about birth and our our recent birth experiences because what we know is that birth is just a reflection of life it's a, a reflection of rebirth it's a reflection of everything that we go through in life as women and we can learn so much from sharing these stories with each other Um, and whether you have kids or you don't the process kind of happens in the same way we just have to be aware of the signs I guess of what's actually Mm -hmm. happening within us because it is a very spiritual experience as we shift and morph and become more of who we are in the world
1: yeah and we wanted to um highlight different practices that helped us as we approached the births um not just for those of you who are pregnant out there and are interested in in perhaps gaining some wisdom there in terms of how we walk towards our physical birth processes, but also how the same the same sort of methods and um learnings that we experienced, how they could apply to the other types of births that we have in our lives or rebirths. Um because we feel like there's a lot of rele- revel- re- blah, 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 blah. a lot of revel, revel- oh, relevance? God. Relevance. There we go. <laughs> I was like, I think I know it. I think I know the word. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm only eight weeks out <laughs> from my last birth. <laughs> I'm still uh, working on words. Um, but we do feel that there is a lot of parallel or crossover in preparing for a physical childbirth experience and another um, rebirth portal that you may be walking towards. Um, so we're we're looking forward to diving in here and and sharing and being vulnerable in how we navigated the, these this time of thinning of the veil. Yeah. Maybe we can start off with like what is the veil and mm.
0: how do we know that this is happening in, like on a physiological level as well as a spiritual mm-hmm from a birth worker perspective, and somebody who's been around so many birthing women, like what's actually, what do you see happening? And what is happening Mm. for a woman as she approaches the birth process and that birth portal?
1: Well, I love looking at our, um, at the gestational period of, of growing, A babe or babies in our bodies as as a seasonal sort of shift through the seasons and um, we are cyclical bodies um, in and there's a beautiful beautiful parallel between the seasons and how we feel in our bodies as we move through the different phases of pregnancy and the third trimester with the last three months of pregnancy can be easily compared to winter. So the slowing, or no, not winter. <laughs> winter is postpartum. Um, it, it's, the, it's the autumn, it's the letting go. Um, it's the, we do slow down. It's the reaping of the harvest the womb fruit if you will <laughs> my my teenager hates it when I say that.
0: <laughs> the,
1: no um, oh didn't we? we were like the fruit
0: of the, the wombs. the fruit
1: of the wombs. <laughs> I love it I think it's hilarious yeah. um but it's it, it really is like the baby is the the heart is the harvest from the from the um gestational period right so um as we go through the third trimester very it it parallels really similarly to autumn and we know one of the festivals that happens in autumn in harvest time is halloween or um the the day of the dead right and that time is known to be a time where we are able to access our ancestors and the veil is thinner then. Um, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard that um, before. So I see a, a huge, yeah, sorry, it's Cora in there. So I see a huge um, parallel there with the third trimester because we literally need to slow down. The days are getting shorter um, in autumn and our capacity is shorter in the th- third trimester regardless of when you are actually in your third trimester you don't have the capacity to do as much um, just because of your physical body and on a spiritual level you're getting closer and closer to the birth process which is going to take you on a trip and um, regardless of how you end up birthing your baby that experience is going to be transformational it is going to be um, it is going to be spiritual and yeah um, yeah, and I, I notice in my own physical body as I get closer to the birthing time that i do notice that my mind is a little bit more in the clouds that i'm harder to connect with in terms of like social media and text Mm. messages like communication is really difficult at that time um Yeah, yeah my third trimester i
0: like pretty much on on the nose was like and shut like everything's getting shut down I didn't go on social media at all not for a lack of wanting to it just felt like it's time to go inward it's time to really clear the channels and the lines between my physical body and spirit because it just Mm -hmm. it felt like what was going to happen was going to be incredibly transformational on every single level of existence impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you just start to feel like this this kind of energy coursing through you in a way that you haven't. It's almost like I don't know. I, I my experience was like you. You really do feel like gravity and the baby kind, of, or in my case, babies, <laughs> like moving down, and everything was just kind of like being grounded down. Mm-hmm. And this energy is now flowing from like the heavens down through the chakras and like really just like like bringing you here into your body, into your experience, into this moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think what's really interesting as you're talking about like the day of the dead and how this is a time where we are more easily able to connect with our ancestors and stuff it's like there is no running away from it like you can't run away from this process Mm -hmm. just like you can't run away from death and you can't run away from life yeah I mean you know I guess you can but something happens to you when you're in those moments of you can't go back
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's a deeply spiritual experience there is something that comes in I think from the divine that comes from spirit that gives you the what you need as women to birth the baby to birth the business to birth the whatever it is that you're doing or to let go of whatever it is that you're needing to let go of like sometimes like things happen to in your life you're like I have no idea how I did that. Like I have no idea how I birthed two babies out of my vagina. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how that happened. Like in hindsight, but in the time it's like it's happening. There is no there is no way
1: for it to not happen. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um and it's up to us to surrender, to allow. Yeah. And and how do we prepare for such a huge surrender? Yeah. How do we prepare to be in our bodies while also allowing birth to move through us and for us to let go of control. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you've been through the pregnancy process four times now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I know a little bit about some of this stuff with you but <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> I'm assuming this last one was very different from your first one like in terms of how you entered into the third trimester and what was Literally. kind of happening like maybe the process was the same but the but the 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 circumstances and stuff were different
1: yeah it was how you prepared might have been different how I prepared was different it was interesting um yeah, there is a a big difference between the two between my first and my my fourth. Well, each each journey has has been nuanced with with a different uh sort of energy, different learning, different lesson. Um and the biggest piece, I guess the most obvious surface <laughs> um Piece that was different as I approached this birth time was navigating whether I was actually going to have a free birth, whether whether calling my midwife was going to come into this birth experience. Now with my first, I had planned to go to the hospital, and that's what I did, and I had a, I actually had a great birth experience then. Um, but from the beginning of this pregnancy with Cora, I had a very different approach even than my second and my third babes who were both born at home um, with midwives. This time I engaged with midwifery care, but I was way more hands-off in terms of um, Doppler technology. The technology wasn't a big part of this birth or this pregnancy. And a big piece in that was me learning to fully listen to this baby. And I mm-hmm. felt very much like Cora was guiding me to towards this birth experience. And it felt very different. Um, in that I was allowing our connection to lead rather than sort of starting off in that place, but then letting my mind take over.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, yeah, as I approached her birth, I had already walked through a lot of fears of what could or couldn't happen during my birth Mm. so the third trimester felt very clear and um, and I felt very much in the flow of I mean I have my journal sitting right out in front of me here and this is an, an entry that I wrote at 33 weeks and three days from conception. And I have in really big letters here, everything is unfolding for me. Mm. And I feel like that was, that really sums up my whole <laughs> pregnancy and actually conception, pregnancy and birth experience with Cora is allowing even the messy and ugly and uncomfortable parts be before me and, mm. and allowing the lessons to come through. Mm. Yeah, I really
0: resonate with that. And it's interesting hearing your um, experience because I feel like that was one thing that I did carry with me in my pregnancy mm-hmm. um, was like... I And it, generally speaking in my life is that things are happening for me. And... um <laughs> but it was this it was this weird thing because i'd never been through this experience before and it brought up so much fear and so much doubt and so much just so much like mm-hmm. do i trust my body do i trust myself can i do this can i do this like actually bring the babies Down through the birth canal into the world, and can I be a mother? And can I, you know, all of these things were happening, and I, I went through an an incredible healing journey in my pregnancy, and um, it always kind of did come back to like this idea of like, okay, everything is happening for me. Everything is happening for me. I think probably what was different was, it was almost like, um, what's it called, whack a mole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as soon as one goes down another one pops up. <laughs> totally. Um but I feel like I don't know, I felt like the third trimester for me was really was really grounded. It was this really beautiful time of connection with with Jim, mm. my husband, and I think as I reflect on it, one of the hardest things I think for me was not just this realization that a, a certain death would happen. Like I w- I wasn't gonna be the same person. I knew this and I was excited for it, mm-hmm. but also could feel the resistance to holding on to that version of me. Yes. But then also the life that I've created with my husband, with Jim, we've been together I guess we were together for about 16 years or so at that time and we had this whole life together without children and Mm -hmm. I was like we were both and we had so many conversation around conversations around this like it was almost like grieving this time that we grieving this time that we knew would eventually come to an end once the babies arrived and enjoying it so much and being so in it and also like deeply grieving it and like so sad and it actually like makes me a little emotional now because you know I'm a year postpartum and we it's brought us together in so many ways and also we are both very aware that it's challenged our relationship in a lot of ways and the things that we feared did happen. Some of the things that we did fear did happen, you know, um, and some of that that close physical intimacy, you know, you're kind of, make, you're navigating it because you're both new people. Totally. You're new people and so it's not just the physical part but it's, it's everything because you're just two totally different human beings that are the same but completely different but the same but different and then you've got two babies there all of a sudden where in the last 16 years you didn't and so yeah I think for me that was you know the biggest the biggest thing that I really took from that was like with every birth with every rebirth with every big thing that we do with every every change every transformation every new beginning comes with a death and yes. I think we hold on to that so more than we think that we do. Subconsciously, we know that we're going to be a different person if we really go through with this. And I see this in my coaching practice a a lot. And this is one of the things that I really hold people back from going through and really creating the life that they want to create and having the things that they want to have and healing the things that they want to heal is because they know they're going to be different. And different is scary. And different means... Letting go of some part of themselves and potentially letting go of people and restructuring your whole life and creating yeah. more boundaries. And it's just like it can be so overwhelming. And I think that this is I think this is what, like, kind of one of the parallels that um, I find so fascinating between birth and rebirth is is this letting go part and the shedding and this death that happens because everybody wants the baby. Everybody wants the job. Everybody wants the like good thing at the end of the, that cycle. But we also have to acknowledge that there's a part that's really sad and that you'll grieve.
1: Yes. And Uh, I feel like in our, in our society, in our modern society that we don't acknowledge all of that we are grieving when when moving towards the expansion mm. it's like we can't expand without also shedding our skin yeah like, to bring an analogy towards snakes but yeah. like we can't we have to let something go in order for us to grow uh, i'm a poet <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so cheesy but it's true it really is true um and to bring circle back to the the uh, the seasonal reference right like uh, in the third trimester we're going towards autumn we're letting go of our leaves we're preparing for winter so um we're going to also go through a really slow postpartum time where we are in winter, where we are in a, in a more dormant, slow state Mm. and we are going to move through and spring is going to come back again, but there is some darkness. There is some, some not so beautiful things when it comes to going through a transformation, yeah, like childbirth or getting the new job or traveling across the country to meet a new person or or whatever it is that you're leaping towards, it's not it's not all bright and blossomy no. <laughs> at the end. there's 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 some hard parts in it, too, yeah,
0: and I I can't help but feel like, I mean, especially when it comes to birth, this is very obvious. It's like the more we trust our bodies, the more we trust our babies. because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I really did trust my babies, but i there I didn't trust my body. There was a part that was, I think one of the things that I really had to navigate was trusting my body to do this phenomenal task Um, Mm -hmm. but our bodies know how to navigate change if we let it if we let it do we let it do its job Mm -hmm. and it's like our body whether we like it or not holds our divinity in this life
1: Mm it
0: it is the vehicle that our soul uses to navigate this life and so whether you are giving childbirth or again doing something else incredible learning to trust your body and learning to trust your divinity and learning that these two things merge together when we open ourselves to it and allow it to really really land in us it does make this process of change so much easier because, you know, it's our bodies that are going to experience fear mm-hmm. and anxiety and panic or grief. You know, our body holds all of this, and so can we trust
1: our bodies to move through this? Um, Are there any, like, specific practices <laughs> that you use or that you used um, as, as you recognize the need to be in your body as you approached birth, as you navigated needing to trust your Mm -hmm. body? Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: I I mean, you were with me. I was moving houses.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I may know the answer to the question that I'm asking. (laughs) But, yeah,
0: <laughs> I was moving up until like just before my third trimester, or maybe no, I was already in my third trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I my I went and got a scan one day, and they were like, "Your cervix has really shortened. You're probably going to deliver at 32 weeks. You'd be lucky if you made it to 34 weeks." Um, mm-hmm. I made it to 38. Uh, so, anyways that's another story for another day but basically my body (laughs) the babies and my body were like hey you need to slow down like you're in your new place stop you need to stop you need to ground you need to be with your body and so and you know this was a really big like knock at the door for me but I had to respond to it and I don't my practice is very fluid. So at the time, I, again, I shut down social media. And this is actually still a practice I I, I do all the time. I give myself little me toxes and get off social media, even for 24 hours or 48 hours or longer if I need it, um, just to get away from my phone, get away from the noise so I can hear myself, so I can actually be in my body. We're so distracted. Mm-hmm. We're so distracted. And I knew that if I kept going at the rate that I was going, I was going to miss this very beautiful, very potent time in my pregnancy that was like, it was so beautiful. Like it gives me chills thinking of the third trimester because I loved it so much. But I sat in the bath. Like I literally did the rose petals in the bathtub. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I
0: massaged my belly with... Oils and I, <laughs> I, I put out a mattress, an air mattress in my yard, and laid out there in the, in during the day because I, I was told to do, you know, to slow it, slow things down. And so I just would lay out there with my water and look at the sky and just really connecting with nature and connecting with my body and slowing down. And again, removing distractions, removing distractions, removing t- distractions, and really coming back to like what was important to me, which was myself um coming back into deep trust with my body and my relationship Mm -hmm. and really being in this beautiful like cauldron um for you know that period of time but you know babies are here now and that you know if you do have kids or you have busy lives it's like okay well I can't just like lay in the yard or
1: be in the bathtub Um, No, no, (laughs) but you can, but like, but how I did it as a mom of three other humans when I was pregnant with my fourth and I felt, I actually felt that this, I mean, every single time it was important for me to connect down into my body and to really ground in, but there was a level of responsibility that I felt I was taking in this pregnancy and birth that was a little different um, considering that I had little interaction with technology this time. There was a lot more trust that things were unfolding perfectly in my womb and that my birth process was going to unfold perfectly as well. And I still managed like, no, I I wasn't able to set up a a love nest in my backyard. (laughs) Um, I think I saw photos of that. Um, And I wasn't able to do that, but I was able to get outside in nature every day. You know, Mm. when I got home from a birth, I was really intentional before even entering my home, slipping off my shoes and going outside and standing in my little patch of yard and grounding in my feet into mm, the earth. Yeah. You know, I'm walking across a park lawn with my kids, slipping off my shoes then, you know, like finding the moments where I could connect with nature, Yeah, that I could connect with my breath. Sometimes that meant I was sitting at my kitchen table while my kids were eating breakfast, and I was close my eyes, and I just, Tune in to myself, place my hands on my belly. Yeah. Meditation and breath work and movement. Yes, all of those things, but wrapped up into little moments throughout my day as a mother. Yeah. I had to let go a while ago. Um, I mean, I've been a mom for almost 17 years now, so I've definitely navigated different seasons Mm -hmm. in how much time I have to, to these practices. So there was a time though, when I couldn't, if I couldn't sit down and do a whole hour um, intention setting, then movement and meditation followed by um, a bath and all these things (laughs) like that, I wouldn't even do anything, you know? And, and that became a problem. So, I was really intentional with my the, in the third trimester with Cora, while I was also still doing birth work until like 37 weeks, which was pretty insane. Um, <laughs> but because I was doing that, I was even more intentional with these little practices of connecting with my my breath and baby mm. and and nature and making it super super simple so it actually happened every day yeah i mean i got thrown into a whirlwind
0: of two babies at once and yeah my 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 beautiful <laughs> luxury some i like what did we do jim like <laughs> What was our life before? I don't understand. Why did we think we were busy? Yeah. I'm like, I've got to meditate for an hour and a half. Thank you very much. Like, I'm so busy. I only take two clients a day. Max three. And then with that, with my hour long meditation, I'm spent. (laughs) Anyways, uh, things have shifted. <laughs> um, but I've, we've gone through, I've gone through so many different rebirths <laughs> since the babies have been born. And yeah. I've had to really adjust what that looks like for me in terms of grounding myself. And I think the number one thing for me is like getting rid of the distractions. Um, and it's always like, I always go to like social media, like my phone. I just do not disturb, delete the socials off my phone for a weekend or whatever and then yeah like connecting to nature is a huge 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 one for me and meditation practice it looks different you know mm-hmm. things look different now but they are so necessary when you're moving through this process because if you don't have them you are it's going to slip by you yeah birth you can, it can't slip by you because you're and for some people they just go right through and then you know what i mean mhm but they're going to feel it. You're going to feel it if you don't yeah. slow down, right? But you are going to go through the birth portal no matter what. No matter totally. what. With other things in life, it's sneaky because you can talk yourself out of doing the things that you really want to do. Yes. And um, you can be so not present with it that you just, the moment passes by, it comes and goes and you don't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel special or it, you know what I mean? Like, You have to ground. You have to ground back into yourself and you have to find those little ways that you can come back, come back home. Mm -hmm. And that's how you make these rebirths so powerful and transformational in your life.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's really important to acknowledge that, yeah, you. this is... Well, especially when you're pregnant, the the birth is inevitable, regardless of when the birth happens, Um, the birth is going to happen. And I feel like Melissa and I are trying to um, bring to the light that we can embrace this process of expansion and being uncomfortable navigating fears and letting go of relationships or or practices that are no longer serving us. If we can do all of these things as we are walking towards the birth portal, as the veil is thinning, as we are getting closer to this major transformation that we know we cannot avoid, that the process can be more easeful. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but if we can anchor into these practices of of being present and embodied, mm-hmm. that the that the birth, the rebirth is going to be more impactful in a positive way mm-hmm.
0: And you set yourself up to be the person who can hold that transformation. Mm. You know, like every I look at all of the work and healing that I did in my pregnancy was preparing me for motherhood and the experience that I really wanted to have in my postpartum mm. period. And I I believe that I did that more or less. Um but yeah, it, you summed it up so perfectly. And, you know, I think, too, the, the thing that we didn't touch on so much was sort of like, yeah, like the boundaries that will come up that need to be mm. reinforced and the conversations, the hard conversations that you might need to have in that sort of third, third trimester with whatever you're birthing into the world. It's like these things automatically come up so that you don't have to deal with it after so that it's there so it's setting you up for that easeful transition as you were saying um they're not necessarily pleasant things to have to do all the time but you will be so thankful (laughs) that you did that you gave yourself that space without the distractions to really sink into what it is that you need what what is it that you desire and to be able to really honor yourself by giving yourself what it is that
1: you need. What do you think is one of the the biggest like boundary or one of the boundaries that you came up against in your third trimester that like that you had to sort of navigate? Mm.
0: I remember a lot coming up around Like who would be there after Mm. so making decisions of like who was going to be at the house with us and what was that going to look like and Mm. I just remember that being so prominent and I don't know if it necessarily even had anything to do with the people it was more so again because Jim and I were going through this massive transformation in our own relationship it was like we really knew that we needed space to figure out who we were as parents. And naturally, people are so excited when a baby is coming, especially when there isn't other babies yeah. <laughs> in the family. Um, and so there were boundaries that we had to put in place and conversations that we had to have both together and and with other people. And that felt really hard and really scary. For me. Um, Yeah, I would say
1: that. That
0: was probably the biggest one. How about you?
1: That's a good question. The boundaries. Um, I mean, I I guess I asked it to you. And now reflecting for myself, (laughs) it's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a really good question, Melissa. (laughs) I'll get back to you on that um the i think the the biggest one was who i was inviting to my birth Mm. (laughs) and um yeah and that, that was navigating that with my mom and she attended all three of my other births and i knew that this this babe was leading me a little bit differently um not away from my mother at all, but more in the intimacy that I felt that this birth was going to require. Mm-hmm. And the fire walk that I anticipated that was in front of me felt like an experience between me and the divine mother, mm-hmm. not my earthly mother. Yeah, yeah. And in order to be in full communication and um yeah, full full reverence for my relationship with the divine mother, I really felt that I I only wanted Jose, my husband present. That mm. he, and it wasn't even that it was a ego-driven desire. It felt like this is the way it needed to be. Mm. And it was a boundary that I had to, like. It, there was no hesitation in my body around it. It was difficult to have the conversation conversations. It didn't all happen in one conversation. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, And I feel like because I was brave, it felt brave to me in the moment and because I was brave and spoke and liberated my throat chakra with my mother around this, 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 issue, it felt like a little bit of an issue to navigate with her because I really didn't want to hurt her in Mm -hmm. it and and I really wanted her to be excited for me at the same time and I feel so grateful because, because I allowed for my truth to come through It actually created a bridge between us that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So I would have resented calling her if I had her come. Or there's a potential for her to resent me not calling her if she didn't know until the moment. I didn't want to say, oh, it was so quick. I couldn't call you. That didn't feel integral to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted her to be aware of when I was birthing and I wanted her to also know that I didn't want her to come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think sometimes with those (laughs) kinds of boundaries, it's like
0: we're, we have to hold them for ourselves. But once we have those conversations, it's, it is received so lovingly.
1: It was amazing. It, It surprised me and it actually brought us closer and, when I was in the birthing, early birthing process, I actually was sitting at my kitchen table while my kids were being loud and obnoxious, and I was actually <laughs> sitting there meditating, connecting with my guides, and actually asking them to to protect me and protect babies' passage, and to send love to everyone else that was supporting me. Yeah. And when I talked to my mom after the birth, she told me that the afternoon, right before I was in active birthing, that she suddenly got the download. And this is the language my mom used. (laughs) She's like, I got this download that everything was going to be perfect Mm-hmm. And that your birth was going to unfold exactly how it needed to and that you were going to be safe. And I called her at 2 a.m. so that the following morning after I had meditated in the afternoon when I was feeling some early sensations and I told her I was in the birth process and that she should go to sleep because she was going to meet her, her granddaughter a grandchild in the morning and she said, okay. And she actually went to bed and didn't worry. And later on we had the conversation and she was like, yeah, I knew everything was going to be okay. And that I didn't need to be there. (laughs) She was like, and it was like she suddenly understood that it wasn't about our relationship Mm. and it was about this transformation that I needed to do and embody alone with yeah. Jose witnessing yeah and yeah it w- i guess my my lesson in, in that story is be brave to to speak your truth be brave to honor your boundaries because you don't know the good that's going to come out of it yeah um
0: yeah absolutely and just as we're talking about it i'm like I don't know about you but boundaries has been a common theme through every major life change for me. Yes. <laughs> right? They just ha- it just has been and navigating relationships with people and recognizing that some relationships can weather the storm and some can't and some become so much more beautiful Mm -hmm. more than you could have ever imagined and some don't and so I think that's where the fear of having that that those conversations and being able to speak your boundaries and speak your your loving requests and all of that I think that's why it's so scary but it's a necessary part of the rebirth process Mm -hmm. and your transformation and and what a beautiful gift it is, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, you got to be fucking courageous. Yeah, <laughs> you just do. No, you do. <laughs> you you have to, and you have to respect yourself almost more than than you want to avoid offending somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like you Absolutely. have to honor yourself more than than your concern for how others are going to receive it.
0: Yeah. And I think that this is where like the parallel between birth and every other thing in life
1: mm-hmm. is
0: such a powerful teacher because there's so much, like the motivation behind every decision that you make is so loaded. Yeah. With love and with, you know, desire for the best possible outcome, and um, and I think we lose that in other things that happen in life. And what I, I think what why I want to bring this up is because I don't. I want women to feel like they don't need to go through birth to experience these profound transformations and changes. I want women. I wish that I. It's like, I knew a lot of this stuff, but to really put it into practice and embody it and have it fully integrated into all of my DNA, Mm -hmm. it required something so big like birth. And I'm like, my mission now is is for women, all women, regardless of whether you decide to have a child or not, that you can tap into this. And you can tap into this massive awakening that happens with every single change you move through in life, mm. um, because yeah. this is really the magic of of woman, of a woman, and um, it's innate within all of us. We just have so much uh, unlearning and remembering
1: to do. Totally. And I feel like for those listening, and if this is a totally new concept, (laughs) if you are menstruating, (laughs) if you are still menstruating, that is a really good place to start in terms of connecting with your physical body and the cyclical nature of our bodies, because we are having a mini rebirth every month with our cycle. So I feel like that can be a really good place to start connecting with these concepts that we're talking about here Yeah, um, in a really more micro way. Um,
0: And we're going to be talking about rebirth. So this isn't the last time you're
1: going to (laughs) hear. Oh yes. (laughs) It's (laughs) kind of our favorite (laughs) thing. It's kind of our favorite (laughs) thing. But hey, what is the Yomi code? What is the Unicode? Will I find it here in my journal somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> everything is happening for you. Yeah, everything is unfolding for me. Everything is unfolding for me. I feel like... Well, it's funny when I look back through here. Um, that... surrendering to, to your inner knowing and trusting your intuition. I feel like, I don't know, is that too deep for, or is that too much? Is that too all encompassing for a Yoni code? Um, but I feel like that is a really big piece of, of the, of the thinning of the veil of the moving towards your birth process, whether it be a physical or a creative project. Um, that that you can lean into trusting your inner knowing and allowing yourself to surrender.
0: Yeah. You know, I, as you're saying that, 100% agree. And I think that there's something around really, really holding deep honor for the body mm-hmm. and its ability to hold you Mm. in that in that in that transformation like as you listen to your intuition you know trusting your body and all you know you have to trust your body for intuition to happen totally you can't not trust your body and be completely disconnected from your body trust me i tried this for years Yeah, it doesn't (laughs) work it doesn't work you you gotta trust your body i think the yoni code is trust your you know is to sinking into deep trust of your body so that the surrender can occur so that the allowance of intuition can serve you in your highest good coming back into a deep deep loving relationship with your body is the most important thing and the most beautiful gift you can give yourself in my opinion and it's Mm -hmm. you know we talk about we talk about health and you know you know, exercise and eating well and meditating and everything like that. But it's like, what about holding our body as this spiritual container that it is?
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: temple that it is and trusting that it can it can move with the storm. It can move with everything that life has to
1: has to throw at us. Um, and it speaks to us. It and speaks it speaks to us. to us. So you having a relationship with your body isn't always comfortable either. Listening to your intuition isn't always comfortable because sometimes your intuition is telling you something isn't right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like that this isn't all light no. that we're talking about. This is, this is. This is a real shit. This is a real shit. And it's, and yeah, I mean, oh
0: my goodness. We, I think we should do maybe the next episode. We should dive into this a little bit. Yeah, deeper. we can definitely go into this a little bit more. But as we're talking about the cyclical nature of our bodies and connecting to our cycles and all of this other stuff, I think that this is a perfect segue into that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I also know some fabulous guests that we can probably bring on. Oh, soon yes. To add to this beautiful code that we just uncovered here today.
1: All right, well cool. Thank you for being here. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to this Yoni Code.
0: If this episode moved, inspired, or flat out entertained you, please head over to iTunes and give
1: us five stars or share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other
0: ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni code together.